Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. What's good for the weekend? What'd you do? Uh, kicked it off with Gate City Bank. Like, record-breaking checking openings, which I think is really important when you find somewhere to bank and uh, you trust them. And that's where I put my money so I wouldn't tell you to go somewhere else. So that was fun. And then uh, on Saturday morning, we went to our favorite breakfast spot, Rebecca's in Becker. And uh, us three just uh, got a nice little family breakfast. What do you have for family breakfast? Do you get like French toast or an omelet or what? What did I get? I got a croissant breakfast sandwich and then shared some of Liam's hash browns. And um, he got the chicken fried steak. There. That's it, man. I mean, it's pretty freaking good. Uncle JJ approves. Yeah, it's good. And then Derek got the skillet. And their food there is like, it doesn't matter what you order. It's really good. You can chicken fry a raccoon and I would eat it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so good. I ran some errands and uh, went to Fleet Farm. You know, good old Fleet Farm on a Saturday. Went to Dueling Piano on Saturday night. Got yeah. a little dressed up with some friends and uh, got a little, little tipsy. Yeah, what'd you get? White claw, white, white claw a, a drunk? A couple of white claws and then I had a table of pushers. You know, like you couldn't oh, say no. Those are fun. Because they'd come back with a drink for you. I had one friend who can carry four glasses in two <laughs> hands and she was like... <laughs> Sipping out of all the straws as she was walking, so nothing spilled. Hygienic. And then we had basketball all day yesterday, like literally all day. We had three hours in between each game. I mean, it was like, it was so exhausting. We were driving home in silence. And then, (laughs) but uh, we went to Theorems for Wings, which is like so good. And we're walking out and we walk into the parking ramp and Jason Matheson from the Jason show is walking in. And I did Kragen. I go, <laughs> I was like, Jason. And he was like, how's it going? And he's walking nice, with yeah. some friends. And I just like, looked like, a, like I couldn't say hi, like a normal person. You're I don't even know why. The business. I know. But I was like, Jason. And it, yeah, it echoed because we were in a parking ramp Jesus. and it was a lot. It all happened like so fast. You know, I was like really full on wings and I didn't know what I was saying or doing and you were wing drunk. I was wing wasted. <laughs> and then you see Jason and your brain goes. That's got to be his worst nightmare is running into people like you in public. I don't think so. I think it is. I think he loved it. I think I guarantee <laughs> he didn't. And then Derek followed it up with What's up, Jason. Just like super casual. Like I apologize for this crazy woman in front of you. That was it. Way taller than I expected, by the way. I just read Kat that 77% of adults believe tattoos are a turn on. Okay. Agree or disagree? I think it depends on what they are. Okay. What if it's a... Uh, okay, I don't what, one with uh, your ex's face. That would well, be a turn on. I don't know if a lot of people do that. But like, what if it's just like a barbed wire around the bicep? Is that a turn on or a turn off? I don't think it would be a break if the person was sweet and hot and thoughtful and good conversation. It, I wouldn't be turned off. What by about that. the face or the neck tattoo? Is that a turn on or turn off the face tattoo? Uh, yeah, that might be a bit distracting for me. Really? Yeah. I'm not judging a person that has one. I'm just saying, no, I don't know if I can. You're never judging if you're saying it's a turn on or turn off, but yeah, uh, at least three out of four of us say tattoos are a turn on. 
Now, I bet if you dial back the clock, and I bet if you asked your grandparents who are ni- in their 90s mm-hmm. if tattoos are stupid or dumb, and they would both probably go, oh, they're dumb. Don't desecrate your body. Oh, you, you know? remember the, did I ever play the voicemail of Grandma Ellie? Oh, and what she was she mad when my, your sister yes. got a tattoo. Yeah. And my sister kept getting these tattoos, and then my, my grandma, oh, she left her this heartbreaking message where she's like, oh, Emma, please stop. Tattooing your Did it work? Body? Did the message work? I am not sure. <laughs> and so I was just like, can you really go against what this little old lady is saying? So I wouldn't be able to. It made me start thinking about like, you know, we're having kids right now. What, what is when we become our grandparents generation? Yeah. What's going to be the body modification thing that says I'm rebelling? I, I mean, know. piercings are in. Yeah. Tattoos are in. Uh, do you think it'll be so far as to like, uh, like the gauges? Do you think they'll get more popular or not? I hope not. There's a girl that I can't say where I know her from, but she, I see her once, maybe twice a month and she works in a very professional environment, but she has these huge droopy ears because she didn't want her gauges in anymore. And she had stretched them so far that she'll have to have surgery if she wants them to look normal. They never will go back. No. We got all these great stories when we come back from Mexico. This one. This is sick. This one is, it made me, a, I was, I thought a lot about this on the plane ride home. Like, this is just. <sighs> it's sad when a group of guys will go along with it. Even though, you know, it's probably it's three out of the five of them were like, oh, don't be a dog, man. But there, there was a group and it's always Ohio guys and they're down there and they're um broing it up but they all have their girls they were all the girls that were blonde you know like amazing bodies they got them all from the same place yes and i was like okay so they were all up watching one of the shows that happened at night in this big meetup beautiful corridor area and we're doing our hookahs and we're watching the show and next to us is this group of five guys that we're uh, down at the pool with earlier in the day when they were with their girls. Who knows where the girls were? But the five guys were at this table and there were some girls across the way that one of the guys was like kind of eyeing up the group of girls over there. And he was like li- alluding to the fact that he would probably go get her a couple of shots and they'd hang out the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I swear to God, if you guys tell her, like, saying, you better not tell my lady. And they were like, oh, yeah, for sure. Good luck. Good luck. And I'm like, really? You're going to be a cheater's alibi while you guys are on a couple's vacation? I would bet they were all out to get strange Doing booty. Stuff like and that? it was almost like a competition. That makes me feel really even more upset about it, that all five would be in on activity. If like you're that. willing to help somebody cheat yeah you're probably a cheater too. this wasn't a bachelor vacation before the wedding which is not an excuse either but i'm just saying their women are either in their rooms sleeping off the day or their women are somewhere else but they weren't with them and the fact that these guys were going to be a cheater's alibi made me just feel really sad for the woman i don't think i could do it uh- if I, I hope had a, you if I had a friend that to. was like, hey, uh, you need to tell my wife that I was over at your house playing pool last night. If somebody asks, I'd be like, no, nah, man, I just you just wouldn't pick up I your phone I just, or well, what? No, I just I would just say, no, you got to find somebody else. I just can't be part of something like that. Like, well, that makes me feel better about you. I just I, I know Derek wouldn't be able yeah, to. Yeah, I 
mostly because I don't want to be in your business like that. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not looking for more problems, but don't use me as a scapegoat. Find somebody else. I know. And um, I say all this out of this side of my mouth, but mm-hmm. I did cheat on that boyfriend I talked about earlier today <laughs> when I was 16. And I asked my friend Jill, I was like, listen, we were hanging out with these guys that were in college when we were in high school and made out with one of them. Not too proud of that moment. But I was like, listen, we were at your house all night watching movies, eating popcorn and a face mask. I feel like those people get caught all the time. I am so surprised I didn't get caught. But I had a ride or die. So there's always somebody that will say that they were with you. Were you ever a cheater's alibi? Here, if you want to call real quick, no, number one, if you call or text, I promise anonymity, right? I, I, we won't say your name. I won't say part of your phone number because I know you don't want to be you know, a, a part of this. But have you ever been kind of like an accessory to infidelity? The question this morning was, have you ever been part like the accessory to somebody's infidelity? When we were in Mexico, we were sitting next to this group of guys and the, the, all day, we were kind of, you'd see these guys by the pool with their ladies. And you and then, know these kind of guys. Here's an example of what I heard. So I'm going up to get a drink, and I'm sitting at the swim-up bar, and one of them was telling the story to the other ones. And he's like, all right, so so-and-so, yeah, this chick walks up so ugly, right? She's so ugly. And she's like, hey, would you guys like a shot? And before she could say shot, so-and-so's like, yes, I'll need a shot to be with you. At that kind of guy, the kind of guy that would tell that story and all the guys react Such a like, bro. and so, yeah, they were flirting with some girls across the way. They definitely were all with somebody because all five of them would walk down every morning with the same five blonde chicks. So who knows where those girls were? But the guy that was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to send some shots over to the girl. I'm going to try to you know, shoot my shot. And don't you don't you say anything you guys better not say anything i'm like this is so awful that all of them would be like yeah so we got a message from miranda like the question is have you ever been a cheater's alibi and she says i was and didn't know it until weeks later she told me way after the fact that she had told her husband that she and i went to a movie luckily i had never met him so it was nothing i've ever had to lie about myself and she goes you don't have to hide my name because I told her it was heartless and never do that again. My yeah. favorite is we're like, hey, can you call and tell everybody that story? She's like, well, I can't. I'm texting <laughs> from my lap while muted on a Zoom call. <laughs> I keep you guys on in the background unless I have to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think uh, I think you're almost as bad. If you're helping somebody cheat, you're as, almost as bad as a cheater. It's very it's true. It's still a lie and it's still stupid and it's still going to hurt somebody. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's it's not a spot that I would, as an adult, married, happily married, would want to be in. So. Yeah, I would. If somebody asked me to say, "Hey, hey, can you cover for me real quick?" No, man, I, I ain't looking for your problems too. Guy walks up and he's got his grandbaby in his shopping cart. She's sleeping, and he goes, "Which one of you is on the radio?" And I said, uh, "Me." He goes, "All right, so what? When do you talk?" I said, "I do mornings." He goes, "Wait." And mind you, I have a huge laminated name tag, okay? (laughs) And he goes, what's your name? And I looked down at it, and I said, Cat. And he goes, you know what's weird? You know what's weird is that you picture somebody totally different. And I said, oh, yeah. And I I knew where it was going because it's never nice, you know? It's never like... We have the only job in the world where people can tell you how bad you suck without being provoked. 
So I go, oh, yeah. And, I, and he goes, God, I was thinking way thinner. And I was like, <gasps> what a jerk. Like, I, isn't that weird to like walk up and say that to somebody? I thought it was really weird. And then I had my two promo guys and they're like, Ugh. like they didn't know what to say. We had a listener that went to Mexico for five days and four nights with us who came up to me in the pool and he's like, confession, man. I really don't listen that much. Yeah. And I go, what's this getting you? And he goes, oh, I just thought you should know. And I go, you know what? Here's what I need you to do. Go sit in that chair over there. I'm going to come up with 10 things I hate about you or I don't like about you that are going to make you feel worse about yourself. Then I'm going to come over there and unprompted tell you about them. Okay. So, and he goes, really? I go, no, because I'm not a, I can't say the word. Uh, I just thought it was really, really weird. I get it, man. Listen, everybody's got a different preference, but we have apparently the only job in the world where people can come up to you and go, oh yeah, I don't really don't like the music you play. Normally I get, I thought you were blonde or I thought you had, your eyes were further apart than they are, stuff like that. My, but never like. And so uh, you're nice about this when people do this to me in public. Yeah. They go, oh, you know what? I really don't listen. I go, that's okay. I don't usually have a, don't say you uh, hi to you when I walk into Walmart either. Yeah. I do that. I just didn't bother with it. I wanted him away from my space. But you're kind. I, I am kind. But I also had to pick up after I was done with that. I love doing grocery store remotes because <laughs> it's like two in one. Once I'm done, I get my groceries and I go. And I had to go get Derek some more help. For his like, gut. What, was he taking Miralax? Uh, what did I get him? Uh, Muse, Muse, not Mucinex. What is it called? It's a big orange canister. Mucinex is orange, right? No, not Mucinex. It's for his gut. It's like for gut health or pooping? Yeah, pooping. Well, it's Mir- yeah. It's not Miralax. He doesn't, that's what I would take. No, Miralax is milky. What am I thinking of? Anyway, so I got it. It's in a big orange thing and you mix it in with your orange juice and stuff like, like that. Like a fiber, fiber con or something, something like that. Something like yeah. that. And so... I mean, vacations do a number on this man. I stay normal all year, regular all year long, but everybody I travel with has travel gut. Like uh, Luke that was with us, he's like, hey, how, these are the conversations, by the way. One, the channels that we found Mm. gifted to us Mm -hmm. in our room. That was a big conversation. And then everyone was like, oh yeah, mine looked like a little rabbit. Rabbit. This is so weird because I get better. I get my, my, uh, I your poop, wife was bad. I poop better when I'm vacation. My, I, I get the train into the station and out of the station three times every day while I'm vacation. Wow. And uh, usually it's one good one when I'm back here. Metamucil. Thank you, everybody, for texting in. That is uh, absolutely correct. So I picked up some Metamucil for him, but I had uh, traveled to morning show boot camp with a girl that used to work here and she spent. 45 minutes in the bathroom at the airport because she says anytime she flies anywhere, I don't know if it's like her mind gets her body. She gets bound up or like, loosened up? It gives her anxiety. Bound up. Oh. So it was kind of weird. She was in there doing a 45-minute grumpy. I guess, which is not healthy, by the way. Yeah. But I wanted to know if anybody else gets the travel guts because it just seems so normal for everybody to have it. And I don't get affected at all. All right, so I was at Dueling Pianos the other night, and I was sitting with uh, a fairly new group of people, uh, really cool, and I met this woman who was sitting next to her husband, and they were talking about how when they moved into their house, uh, that there was before them an interior designer that had lived there, but it was like more so an interior designer that should have lived in Southern Florida at like an old Oh, retiree. Yeah, 
and so everything was turquoise and coral. <laughs> and so thankfully when they moved in, they had gone in and redone everything, you know, tan or like neutral colors. And then she says, I don't dare touch our decor because my husband is so in tune with that side of him that he, I have to run everything by him. Like, jeez, yeah. She's, it, he's the anti-JJ. He is the anti-JJ. Like he it's is my bizarro self. She said he's very in tune with his feminine self. She loves every bit of that. And um, he's just as much a man. But it's nice when you, you got a package with both and they can help you dress. Like, I have no sense of style. So when Derek can step in and, I guess, lack of better words, What intervene. would you say his sense of style is? If his you had to put it in a couple of words. Champion. <laughs> no, but when he gets dressed up, like he he knows what things go with what. And okay. I appreciate that side of him. He cries, I'd say, ten times more than me. I feel That's like I'm feel like, yeah. Like maybe my heart's made of stone sometimes because when he's crying at stuff mm. and he's like, How are you not reacting to this? Makes me feel like Are you talking like a movie or TV? Like commercials, oh, Jesus. thoughts. <laughs> Just like random yeah. thoughts of things. Yeah. So, uh, who was it? Uh, Madison texted in. I love how my fiance cries at movies. He cries more than me, but it's so cute. And I'm glad that he's in touch with his emotions and comfortable enough crying. If I cried at a movie, my, my wife would think I was sick and dying. And that I was like, that. well, I know you cry at Pursuit of Happiness. That, that yeah, well, that one, you know, there was like two movies, but like if we if if we went to see uh, Cocaine Bear, and you cried and at I that, cried, yes, that'd be very. That my disturbing. wife would take me to the doctor immediately. It would be an emergency room visit. I think as you get older, you definitely get a little bit more emotional. Like I see no, your eyes my welling eyes are, up with they're just dry. Okay. Like I just, <laughs> I want to know what what is it about your partner, your husband, your boyfriend that you love because he's so in tune with his feminine side? What makes him? A little bit more. I bet you couldn't get an answer out of my wife here. I bet you could not get her to say I'm in tune with my family. I think how much you use thing. lotion. You're very. Uh, I'm a, a lotion-y lotion. guy. I've been singing all morning. It's been kind of annoying. Oh, I'm sorry. Has it been bothering you? Seem like you're in a good mood, though. I feel like I'm in a pretty good mood for a Monday. I, um, yeah, normally don't like to uh, share my chops. I think I have pretty good pipes. You know where it. I really made an impact with my music was way back in the day when I was an au pair and I was hired. I went overseas for this job, which pays incredible money. Okay. Then why not do it? But it, well, it was a family of kids that, you know, range in age from like five all the way up to 17. Sure. You know, like 16 going on 17, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And their dad was just this stoic guy and he, would never crack a smile. He was a tough nut to crack, and he was in uh, government, okay? And so I had to hold down the fort at home, and these kids were just, they were militant as well because their dad raised them like that. Their mom had passed away. Oh, sad. And I know, and in no way did I feel like I was stepping in as a mother role. I just wanted to be there and really kind of show them kindness and um, just a warmer feel than what they're used to. Okay? Well, hold that so thought I real said, quick. Hey, good oh. morning. Yeah, you guys talking about the sound of music? Yeah. yeah. It's alive in the hills. Congratulations. <laughs> One true fact. Yes, I am a very good singer, but mm. I was never an au pair overseas. Uh, or an, and you were a Nazi. so fast. Was he a Nazi? Uh, no, he, 
he was supposed to be a Nazi. And I didn't really watch very closely. Jesus. <laughs> so the basketball tournament this weekend was at my old middle school, my dad's old high school. Oh, wow. And my mom's old middle school, like, and my brother's old middle school. So we were all there and we were rehashing all these memories. And I was showing people, I was giving them tours of my old lockers. Jesus. And where I did scoliosis testing. Like they cared, you know. <laughs> and then I walk into the bathroom. Like it was these are seventh grade girls. Can you make out? I can't read that. What does it say? It, it's a wiener. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's just it? I There's... assume you can't recognize something that large. Look how <laughs> la- large that oh, thing is. Now I see it. They you see the round things it's in there. Pencil. It's in pencil. I don't know. That's not permanent. That's nasty stuff. Somebody right should be that. taking care of Jesus. Yeah. How do you know it's, uh, well, never mind, forget it. See right here where it curves, that's how, but. He's obviously a Christian. Yes, but I had to relive this core memory. Our final game was in gym two, and that's where we had our seventh grade dance, and that's where I asked Peter Blankenship to be my boyfriend, and I looked, and I remember, in the corner. That that reminded you of Peter Blankenship? I walked up, no, not that, but I, I look over, I glanced, we were at halftime, and I just glanced over into the corner where I remember walking up to him and his friend Alex, and I was like, hey, Peter, uh, will you be my boyfriend? And he said yes. And then I remember going home later on that night, had my girlfriends over for a sleepover after the dance, and I called my new boyfriend, right? This is like um, 70 minutes later. And his friend Alex picks up. He's like, hey, uh, Alex, uh, here and uh, just relaying a message for Peter. He's not into this whole situation, so he's going to break it off. But I considered him. He could be considered my ex-boyfriend, right? I, I guess. Because yeah, we you together. dated for 70 minutes on nearly an hour and a half. Right. Tomato, tomato. Huh? And so, yeah, it was just, uh, it hit me a certain way. Going back almost 25 years later to your middle school and looking at that corner. And uh, he's a millionaire now. So what could have been, right? Mm. And you look at your life. It's just the worst. Sean Coffey is his name. He flew back home from a business trip only to find his truck stolen from a parking garage near a Houston airport. Now, what I know of people that run businesses where you have to duplicate keys, you have to have identification, sometimes even go further as like insurance identification to get into the truck. But they just came up and they made duplicate keys for these people to steal his truck. And to sit there and allow somebody to basically rekey it and steal it and nobody say anything or do anything to stop it is just, it's beyond me. Anytime someone legitimate comes out to you, they need to ask you for your gyro license and any type of proof of ownership. You can't uh, get a key made ah. to get into your house. Like a locksmith makes you show proof that you live at that home. You know yeah, I mean? but if like you a- take someone's key and then you go to like Walmart, they have that key making machine that you just put that key in and it will duplicate it. So what now? So you I mean, tell- I would just be you're very You're telling me I could take any key that I have that doesn't have like a, a chip in it. Yeah, and I can go to take wa- my I house go to- key. I can go to Walmart and just get one made? Absolutely. No way. That's a yes. thing? Yeah, it's a machine. It's right there. Mm-hmm. It's not going to ask you for identification. If I was going to believe anybody about anything at Walmart, it it's would for sure be me. you. Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? Everybody. OPP, other people's problems. Receive this email from Jasmine and stop. I don't want to. I didn't want to laugh, but I, la- I LOL'd. Do you have a voice in mind of what he sounds like? Okay, then I will too. 
if you had to channel a voice when I get to this part, it's the Canadian guy from. Hello, ladies. Yes, that guy. Okay. What is uh, what Saskatchewan. is Yeah, but what's the movie? It's uh, Grown Ups. Grown Ups, yeah. that's it. Like, so Hello, ladies. The girls, they're all at the pool, right? And okay. that, <laughs> think of that voice and listen to this. Hey, guys. Love the show. Listen to the podcast all the time. Recently, I heard you guys talking about things that, that are silly that people break up about. Here's my dilemma. I've been dating a guy. We'll call him Kyle. Been dating for over a year now. He's very good looking. He has a lot of long-term friends. Great job. He always seems like a happy guy. Positive outlook on life. He checks all my boxes. When I take him out to the bar, introduce him to my new friends, I get the sense that people are naturally down and drawn to him. It might be because he's a tall glass of water and very athletic. Here's my dilemma. When it's just him and I and uh, we get into sexy time, his, quote, other voice comes out. I mean, he has a very high pitch sounding like a little kid voice. He's a grown man. And I sometimes Uh, picture a little kid when we're together. I wonder what happens. Does he get too excited? I'm getting the sense that he's comfortable around me and he's expressing himself, which is a good thing. But this voice is the opposite of sexy. All right. Sometimes it's hard for me to be intimate because I picture a little kid. Also, you know the times when you can't see someone's face and you can only hear their voice? Yuck. I want to let my freak flag fly. How do I approach this? Um, okay. Jasmine. I would just, you know what you do? What'd you do? You secretly, not videotape, but record. Like on the nightstand, record. Get one of the MP3 recorders that we use for like our uh, appearance breaks. Okay. okay. And you just put it on record. Accidentally? Accidentally. Just be like, oh, my elbow bumped it. And then at the end, just be like, oh my God, what did, I hope it didn't record us. And then you play it back and he's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? And then you're like, what, what is that noise? Is that you? I know that's not me. And he's like, well, yeah, it must be me. You think that would stop? I don't, I, I'm telling you. I don't know. If you, and it's weird because some guys are really into a girl sounding like that. Like she's oh, yeah. Only, yeah, right. Like, like that? that? Yeah. Like Don't that. ask me how I can do that so well. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Think about this. This guy checks every single box for you. He is a sexy dude. Everybody seems to like him. But when the lights go out, he sounds like a 12-year-old boy. Okay. How do you Don't handle this? Don't put it like that. That's gross. She said, and then she's down. She's like, I want to let my freak flag fly, but I can't get past this. Can you help me? This email from Jasmine. And basically, this is the summary. I've been dating this guy for about a year now. He's tall, good looking, athletic. Everybody loves him. But when we get to intimate time, he's got a squeaky little kid voice. I'd like to let my freak flag fly more often. How do I approach this? Please send advice. Love your show. Have a great day. Love Jasmine. Uh, Let's get to his text first, but I got to read this one. Marie said, if you just turn up the music. I don't know. I don't know how loud it is. But I mean, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to hear a guy. Think about your your kid is almost this age. He's almost 12 years old. Think about hearing his voice enough when the lights are off. I'm just saying if you're a parent, 
immediately that's you turn your head when you hear a little kid say mom or dad, right? Yeah. I just Okay. So Dan had texted my girlfriend did something strange when we first started getting together. She would growl the whole time. <laughs> At first I didn't know what to think. I asked her if she knew that she was doing it and she said yes and gave me a wink. So I just got into it. Maybe just ask him. Maybe she's got to do a little kid voice too. Just say like you sound so different when we're together. Like, it's almost like I'm not with you. It's like I'm with somebody else much younger. And then he'll be like, what are you talking about? Stephanie hit us with a DM. She said two words for you guys and Jasmine. All gag. Okay. Oh, like in uh, Pulp Fiction? Yeah. Is that to keep him from saying anything? Jeez, like I think that's annoying. a little extreme, isn't it? <laughs> if you start whipping out the ball gag? Uh, Yes. That's really gross. Jeez. If my wife pulled that out, I would go, wait, we need to talk. I am the least kinky person on the planet. I think you have to you have to initially be like that. I don't know how couples introduce stuff like that throughout, you know? That's like you're together matzo- for 25 years, you're like, hey, let's... Uh, That's a big matzo ball hanging out there if they say no, too. Yeah. Let's pour some hot wax in your, in your butt crack. <laughs> I... I think you got to start from the very beginning with that. So I think she should just say, listen, you sound really different when we're together intimately. And I think it needs to change or like don't make any noise because it throws me off. If you have relatives in the UK, Mm -hmm. they used to be able to get married when they were 16. This is some like 19 or... 1780s prospector making their way across the United States. You only had your cousin to marry kind of stuff, man. Yeah, but can't you do that in New York? I don't, New York I, marriage. I don't know. I think you got to be 18 everywhere in the United States right now. I thought if a parent signed off. Well, yeah, but this was like parent didn't have to say you could be a 16 year old. Oh, just go and get married. And just go okay. get married mm. until now. And well, obviously you can do it in the States because... Teen bride, Courtney Stodden and Doug Hutchinson. Like signed off on by your mom or something. Right. right? But uh, so they're just changing these rules now. Like the uh, the consent age is now going to be 18 Mm -hmm. in uh, most of the UK. And it it made me start thinking about it. Like when you're that age, you're like, I know what I'm doing. I don't have any idea. I don't need my mom or my dad to sign off on this stuff. But I thought it would be interesting real quick this morning. And I I want you to call immediately if you are still with... Now, here's my prediction. Farm people. Okay. I think find the love or the person that they're going to stay with the rest of their life. And I think city people bounce around a little bit more. But is there anyone listening? Let's say you were 16 in the UK and you got married. You really think that's going to last? If you see two 16-year-olds decide to get married, could you ever think that they are going to be 90 years old, holding hands? I think you hope. I think as somebody that yeah. marries somebody, you don't think that they're just getting married because they know they can get divorced, which most of the population does. But if I had to look back to when I was 16 and marry the person was that I name? was with, Joe Gadke. Okay, what's he doing right now? G-A-D-T-K-E. You're a stalker. Lovely guy, okay? But I, I know how my life would have turned out. You know, he was so okay with... And I could see him turning into his dad. His dad was a lovely man as well. But they were like the the kind of people that would just come home from work and just crack a beer open and 
smoke a cigarette on the deck and that's like the rest of their evening. You know, like I Okay. I would have definitely continued being a smoker. Okay. I um I don't know. I feel, he was a plumber and his dad owned his own plumbing company and he was so You'd be doing the bookkeeping for a plumbing company. Probably. I don't know where my life would have gone. And um like I said they were just uh, they're a hard working family. Sure. But I don't know flavor. if I could have seen myself. So if you'd have got married at 16, you'd have probably had at least a baby by 18. Yes. Probably you'd have a litter of kids running around that plumbing company during the summer when there was no daycare or when there wasn't school. Yeah. And I think he does have like a kid or two kids, but he got married. Um, I don't know. He's not on Facebook, so I can't stalk him or anything. Neither is mine. Really? Yeah. Heather Wiley is not on Facebook. And, we're doing but, last thing yeah, today. It's yeah, a we're just throwing it all out there. Uh, so my 16-year-old girlfriend was uh, was an athlete in school, and where it got really weird for me was when she tried to get me to go to her religion. Okay, when we were 16. Like, I mean, my, both my parents went to church. My mom was working for the church that we went to at the time, and she's like, "Well, you got to come to my church. You got to join my church." I'm like, "I got one." I'm but that's how you know there. you weren't in love because you will, you do convert for the people that you love. Well, no, we weren't in love because she dumped me then. That's how I knew we weren't in love. Well, that too. Right. I mean, you making that decision and, and then her and saying he's not going to convert. Then then I heard she weren't. moved to Colorado and got really religious. Okay. And uh, I don't I have zero problems with you and your uh, your relationship with the Lord, but. Uh, but if it doesn't, that's a, a huge deal for people. I'm over here popping gummies. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a big deal when somebody switches to like just going from uh, run of the mill Lutheran to Judaism. Like they are not that you're not committed as a Lutheran, but there's like a lot that goes into Judaism. Well, I think that's why they of, make it tough to do so yeah. that it's not just a, hey, I'm going to sign off on this. That's love. If someone does that for you and you doubt their commitment to you. Then think again. My dad did. My dad went from my mom would not marry my old man unless he became Lutheran. Okay, that's different. Yeah, but but uh, what was he? He was Catholic. He was Catholic. Okay, and his so- fa- he had family members that wouldn't go to the wedding because it was in a Lutheran church. Well, that's just rude. It was that, uh, Isn't that rude that you yeah. can't go and support a marriage? Uh, two people that are happy. Jeff just texted in, my mom and dad crossed the state lines to get married. My mom had me at 15. <gasps> they got married at 16. They were married in 1970, divorced in 85. So uh, they were together 15 years. So she was in her 30s when she said, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I would find it hard pressed. And I'm really, really looking for anyone right now that is currently still with the person you were with when you were 16. The Playhouse podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.